Hi, I'm Alyssa Solowski. I'm 26 years old. And my quote is just a bad day, not a bad life. And what does that mean to you? So just a bad day, not a bad life means to me that despite any struggles I may be going through, despite the bad days and despite times where I think it could not get any better, um, that I need to remind myself that it is just a bad day and that that doesn't make up my whole life and that my life is great despite those bad days. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Detroit Farkas Show. This is a podcast that is not about me but it's about all of us. The 20s are a critical time in our lives. And so on this show, we navigate the highs and lows of early adulthood together. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys are all having a great week. I'm getting such great feedback on the show from you guys. I hope you um, enjoyed the Monday episode that I dropped a couple days ago where I just basically talked about very openly the future of the show what I want it to be, what I envision it to be, how often it's going to come out. Monday and Thursday episodes, Monday's just me, Thursday's with my guests. I announced the All Natural Initiative. There's a bunch of really cool information about it on my blog, on the TroyFarkasShow.com, on my YouTube channel, Troy Farkas. I will put links to all of this stuff in the in the episode notes as well. It's been, um, it's been really good. I, I'm very much enjoying this show so far and everything that I'm putting into it. I really think that we've got a lot of potential here to build something great. And I hope you guys are along for the ride with me. I need your help. I need your support. I need your love. And I appreciate that. And I will give it exactly right back to you and more. I am uh, feeling bad today that on Monday, when I had that podcast episode that I totally neglected that it was international women's day. I feel like a fool that I didn't know it because there are just so many incredible women in my life that I hold so dearly. I've had so many of them on this show. There's so many more of them that will come on this show. Women, my, my mother included, of course, are just my rock. They are my foundation. They are my favorite people. I admire them because they just have to go through so much BS and they have to put up with so much. And it just annoys me. And I, I've been super close with women for as long as I can remember. I mean, going back to fifth grade, my best friends in middle school were were women, whether it's my, my girl, Shannon, who I've talked to before on the, on the show, who grew up right down the street from me, whether it was a bunch of the other girlfriends that I grew up with in middle school, I was inseparable from some of the girls. I mean, I, I remember even in our social studies class, the teacher would not put me next to anyone other than Shannon, because if I wasn't next to Shannon, I wouldn't be happy. And this trend just has continued ever since then. I've just loved being surrounded by women. I love their energy. I love what they bring to the table. I love their different skill sets, their different views on life. And I just have so much empathy for women because again, they have to go through, they have to deal with so much more than I do as a white man. I realize that I am a very privileged guy. I recognize that I'm so fortunate to be doing all the things that I am. And I don't take that lightly. And I'm so grateful for that. And so I believe it is my duty. It is my responsibility to help empower those other people that are not as fortunate as me. And that includes women. And that's why I feature a lot of those voices on this show. And while I will always continue doing that, because I just believe so much in the power of women. And I just love giving them a voice if they don't necessarily always feel like they have one. So shout out to all the female listeners. I, I believe the listeners of the show actually skew more toward on the female side, which I love. I'm not sure if I would have it any other way. Thank you to the male listeners as well. I appreciate you guys. It is fitting that on today's show, I'm welcoming my girl, Sizzy, 
had her back on in December. You can go check out that episode uh, if you so wish. But we're going to talk more about her today uh, because this woman is just someone that I admire. She has been through a lot of shit in her life. She has dealt with just tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, including one in these last few months here on top of the pandemic. And it just seems like whenever she's getting happy, whenever she's turning a corner, something else happens. And this is this has been in her personal friendships. This has been in her personal relationships, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, but she's persevered. She's kicking ass in the business world. She is turning herself into just an awesome young woman that I'm so proud to call a dear friend. I love her dearly. Um, again, just another one of those people that you don't need to talk to every day, but every time you do, it's just special. And I, uh, I looked at her for guidance. I looked at her for her wisdom. She certainly gained some of it through the years as she's had to after she's been put in so many adverse circumstances. We're going to talk a lot about that today. We're going to talk about being a dog mom. We're going to talk about lessons that she's learned about herself during the pandemic, about some of those relationships that she has had in the past that she's honestly been screwed over in. She's been in several long-term relationships, you know, two or three, nothing crazy. And um, she's been hurt but she's come out of them for the better. And I think with all relationships, you need to be able to take something from them and she's doing that. So we're going to talk about that. And we're of course going to talk about the all natural initiative that's coming at the very end of the podcast. So without further ado, here's my conversation again with the one and only Sissy. There's a whole bunch going on in your life. So Sissy, thank you for joining me. It's been a bit since we talked. Obviously we are entering uh, spring is around the corner. Vaccines are coming out. Things are looking up. So I'm just very curious. Just how are you? So right at this very moment, I'm doing great. Um, I feel like over the course of the last year, <laughs> I've gone up and down many times. Um, the pandemic has definitely made things different for a lot of people. Um, I have been working remotely for the last year. Uh, I was actually just looking through like memories and I realized that from, uh, I think la yesterday was like the last night I had out a year ago where like, I was actually like in Saratoga at the tavern, like dancing, there was music playing and I have videos of it. And I'm like, am I ever going to get to do that again? Um, but yeah, so over the last year, I've spent a lot of time in my house. Um, I got a puppy uh, to keep me busy because I have the time to be able to raise a puppy right now. Um, I have a house and uh, yeah, so I'm doing great. I, you know, work is great. Um, my career is great. I have a lot more than I could ever ask for. And yeah, the pandemic has made things challenging, but doable. So I think we all have that night that we just kind of look back on as, <laughs> oh, that was the last time that I actually had fun. Uh, so my, yeah, my, seriously. My, my last one was at the Sam Adams tap room at Faneuil Hall um, in Boston, in the heart of downtown Boston, getting together with a bunch of friends. So I look back on that fondly. Um, I'm glad that everything is going well for you. Lot to unpack there. You got a dog, the job is going great, new house and everything. So I kind of want to start off with what have you learned about yourself during this time over the last year that maybe you don't think you would have learned had, had all this not happened? Oh gosh, a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, the last year, um, not even necessarily just strictly around the pandemic, just in general, personal development, 
Um, you know, that maybe being cooped up in the house may, may be what, what brought it out of me, but definitely, definitely learned a lot about myself that I probably otherwise due due to circumstances would have never learned about myself. And I, I think the biggest one that I learned about myself is, um, to stay true to my values and like be true to, to who I am. I think that over the last year, um, working remotely has been challenging for me. Um, I am totally an extrovert. I thrive off of everybody's energy around me. Um, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a big type of like, you know, social butterfly. And so not being in the work environment has made me struggle. Um, I got a puppy. Yes, but unfortunately dogs don't talk. And so being at home alone, um, one of my roommates has been back at work. She's in the medical, she's in the medical field. So she's been back at work from, from the beginning. And so for a long time, I really was talking to myself all day. Um, and so I really struggled. I went from being really motivated and like really, really thriving in my career and just absolutely crushing my goals and to just not, not being all there, not feeling my best self, not being able to really put forth as much, I guess, effort as I was able to um, before the pandemic. And so I really have struggled over the last year with just finding kind of a rhythm to get back into things because, you know, it's, it's sad to say now looking back at the last year that I didn't think this way six months ago or seven or eight months ago, but this isn't changing, you know, and, and this may be our new normal. And so for me to not, you know, to kind of sit back and not really feel sorry for myself, but not really go out of my way to change things because I thought that this was temporary and I'll be back in the office soon and I'll be able to get back to the gym soon. And, you know, all these things, those things never changed up until this point. And so what do I need to do to get myself back to where I was or how, how do I find a way to hit that peak, you know, of my, my goals, get, get back to like thriving again in the environment that I'm in and, and with what I've been given. And so I think over the last year, that's really been the toughest, but best learning experience for me and has really brought out some qualities in me that, that I didn't know that I had. And yeah, so that's, that's really it. Yeah. I totally feel you there. I think a lot of us share the mindset of at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything happened so quickly, I think we all kind of, aside from all the badness going on, did take quite a look inside at ourselves and thought, wow, all right, there's a lot of things that I need to change about my life that I was just so go, go, go all the time that I never really realized. But now that I have the time and now that I'm with my loved ones all the time, I'm starting to ask myself all these questions. And so that was good. And I think we were all motivated for a couple of months trying to live our best lives as much as we could within the confines of the pandemic. But then at some point we all kind of hit a wall and it was Mm -hmm. just like, I mean, I know for me, I was very much that person who was getting dressed for work every day, even though I didn't need to, just because that just makes me feel better. It makes me feel more legit and like I'm not working at home, but eventually I just stopped. Eventually I was wearing the sweatpants. So um, I totally feel you there. I think a lot of us have just been kind of ebbing and flowing and oscillating in terms of trying to figure out how we can get back on track. Because like you said, a lot of this isn't changing. A lot of the things that we thought were just like, oh, well, when things resume to normal again, like that is just going to be how, like you are just going to work from home three days a week now or two days a week, whatever your company ends up deciding. So it's um, it's definitely been tough. And, and I feel you there. 
I'm curious, what kind of things have you done to try to get yourself back on track? So I think the things I was doing prior to the pandemic that were keeping me like feeling good, you know, acting better, doing better, you know, just in general, I was working out. Um, obviously the pandemic closed down gyms. I actually had the luxury at work of having a full gym right on, on oh, my wow. camp. We call it a campus at, at GE. Um, I had a, you know, a gym right there. And so I was able to utilize that on, on my lunch break. So I wasn't like a disruption to my day. I would just go to the gym on my lunch, go back to work. And then I was able to go home at the end of the day. Um, and you know, I was, I was reaching my, my fitness goals. I was, you know, sleeping better. I was feeling better about myself. Um, and so one of the things that I have been starting to do again is to just get myself back in the rhythm of just moving my body. Um, I think that people take for granted their bodies. I mean, at the very, that's, that's obvious, but I think, especially as you get older, like I'm, I'm 26 years old, but I start to realize like my body does not work the same way it did when I was 21 <laughs> yeah. years old. So, um, you know, the hangovers get worse. You just, you hold weight more, like you just feel worse and you really have to take care of yourself. And I think that when I was taking care of myself, I felt like it radiated in every aspect of my life, my relationships with my friends, my family, um, you know, just my relationship with myself, with food, um, you know, just my brain was just the, the waves were moving. Like I was, you know, thriving at work. I was putting out fantastic work. Um, and so I, you know, I think that moving my body is really important. Um, so I've done that. I've also started to, um, you know, get up for work a little bit earlier than I was before. Like you said, like you start, you kept, you were getting up and getting ready for work. I too was sort of doing that. Um, I would get up at least and like, I was in the rhythm of getting up early at first. And then, you know, I started to fall off. I was like, wait a second, my commute to work is normally 45 minutes. So now I can sleep in for 45 minutes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, and actually I was waking up early to get ready for that. And now I don't even have to get up to get ready. So now I could sleep like an extra hour and a half, two hours. So um, I started to get up a little bit earlier. I've started to eat breakfast. Like those things are just so things that you don't realize are so important, but are, and like, it's funny because it took me like observing other people. Um, you know, like some of my coworkers and I, like I said, I have another roommate that just recently moved in within the last three months who also works from home and just observing like other people's rhythms and like their routines and how they set themselves up for a successful day. Um, you know, and, and just observing those people and realizing like, okay, those things actually are important because I remember being in the office and I was working hard and I felt like I was doing great and I'm watching everybody else do great around me. And I'm like, I'm missing something. Something's not there for me right now. Um, so just even like those two simple things of just waking up earlier, moving your body, eating a nutritious breakfast, like those are things that set you up for success for the rest of the day. So Amen. Those are things that I do every day. I eat the same eggs, vegetables, and oatmeal <laughs> for breakfast every single day, unless I'm hungover, then I have a bagel, which is few and far <laughs> between. Uh, so I love that. I love everything you just said. So, you know, like you alluded to, you are a social butterfly. That is when you were at your best. How have you tried to maintain the many relationships that you have during the pandemic? Yeah. So at first, obviously the pandemic, when we didn't really know a whole lot about it, um, you know, my friends, I, I, like I said, I have two roommates, so I get, I get the luxury of living with friends, but it was challenging at first. I think once the pandemic really, really kicked off and we, you know, things really closed down, my friends would do um, house party video chats or zoom calls. And, 
Um, we would all lay on our couches and just have wine with each other and over video. Um, and you know, I think a really, really challenging part of the pandemic, um, too, has even been like the things that I never really realized I took for granted, like spending holidays with family. Um, this year has been an incredibly, well, this past year was an incredibly tough year for my family. Um, the last few months have been really challenging, but it really, really, um, you know, reminded me that like, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, not spending a Thanksgiving with my family wouldn't have been the end of the world. But unfortunately, like this past Thanksgiving and this past Christmas would, um, was the last Thanksgiving and Christmas for two of my family members. And so I can't help but think about how like the pandemic just changed so much uh, for my family, even just being able to see my family and hug my family, um, you know, things that you just really take for granted. So those types of things, we, we also zoomed for those, um, you know, we, we were able to, zo- we, I zoom with my family all the time. Now we, it's just like a new thing. Now I think we're going to probably take it outside of the pandemic. Like even <laughs> when we are able to see each other, we'll keep zooming each other. Um, but you know, maintaining that. And then, you know, the summer months came and we were able to get outside a little bit. Restaurants started to open up a little bit. Um, I'm really fortunate that majority of my friends have been vaccinated for what that's worth. Um, I pretty much keep my circle pretty small. Um, my family, you know, I don't have a big family around here, just my parents, and my brother. And so I've been able to see them, um, a little bit, you know, but, but both my parents are, you know, immunocompromised and a little bit older. Thankfully, um, dad is fully vaccinated now and mom is in the process. So that's, that's great. But, you know, I've struggled as, like you said, as a social butterfly in this environment, it's, it's tough. Um, but you know, I've, we, I, you know, having my own house and a lot of my friends have their own places too. We just kind of have taken advantage of the downtime and really the stillness of things, you know, this is like, you know, I, I'm kind of craving like a night out, you know, like just like a crazy night out just, just because, um, but you know, the stillness of everything that's happening right now and just the, the slowness and how, you know, I've really been able to just like slow my life down for a second and just like enjoy things that I didn't really maybe enjoy as much as I, I do now. So, yeah. Yeah. For as hard as this has been for as much destruction as this has caused around the world. I mean, it's obviously been terrible, but I think there have been a lot of good things to come out of it. We've all learned a lot about ourselves. And I think out of all tragedy, something good comes out of it. And kind of like your quote earlier, I think you can always take something good from something bad. So it seems like you are doing that. And I'm proud of you. And by the way, on on exercise, I meant to say you look great. Um, Thank you. Keep it up. (laughs) Um, So I did not know that you got a dog during the pandemic. You had Tucker before the pandemic. Yep. This may sound like a silly question, but how has dog motherhood kind of changed you? Oh, dogs are really the best. And so I didn't grow up with a dog. I, my pa- my dad's always been allergic to dogs. So, you know, he always put the kibosh on any idea to get a dog. It got to a point where I was like, dad, can't you just like live in the garage and we'll have the dog in here. <laughs> um, but the minute that I was able to get a dog, the minute I was out of my parents' house, I was out. No, I wasn't renting from anybody. I was like, I am getting a dog. Um, and that was like the best day of my life. I freaking love my dogs both. Um, you know, they are great. Dog momhood is like not that easy though. I have to say like it's borderline, like, you know, at least like babies wear diapers, but like dogs don't. And they will like pee and poop as like babies, like all over the place, like literally all over the place. You can't even control it. So training a dog is challenging Um, with Tucker. Tucker's three now, but you know, when he was a puppy, it was a little different. The world was totally normal. 
Um, and I was working and, you know, so that, that was, that was a different experience than this. I've gotten the luxury of being home with Teddy, like 24 seven, pretty much. Um, which is like a blessing and a curse. I think he's going to be really sad when I do one day go back to work, but, um, it's been like really great being able to spend so much time with him. He is therapy in like the worst of days. And I feel like puppies are just, they just make everything better. So, um, but I like really look at them with like a lot of pride. It's weird to say that, like, I know moms that have like kids. I think of like my own mom, like my mom is like proud of me and my brother to like the ends of the earth. And humans are obviously very much different than dogs. There's, there's not much a dog can do to like make you proud besides just like, you know, sit when you tell them to sit and stay when you tell them to stay. But like, my mom is like super, super proud of me and my brother. And I, I, like think of those types of things with motherhood, but like, I look at my dogs and I'm like, you guys are the greatest things to ever happen to me. So yeah, it's changed. It's made me into like a little bit more of a mushy gushy person. I mean, you know me, Troy, I'm like, not really like that. Um, yeah, but you know, my dogs really melt my heart. So. Oh, I'm so glad to hear (laughs) that. Yeah. Um, without getting too deep into specifics, I know that, uh, Men, men are always in your life. What's, what's the latest here? I mean that in a good way. Yeah. You, you so, um, yeah. <laughs> um, men are interesting people. Um, I have been lucky to have experience, um, a lot of different experiences, um, over my life with a lot of different great people. Um, I say a lot in like a very loose way. I'm not saying like, I'm like intimate with a ton of people, but, um, just no, in general, you, you've even, been, like, even you've been like, in a lot of long-term relationships. Yeah. Yeah. A few. Yeah. But those relationships, um, you know, while, uh, although they did not work out, um, for a number of reasons, I learned a great deal about myself, um, through the process of those and just, I still to this day, uh, speak really highly of, anybody that I have had a part of my life. Um, a lot of people have, have been a part of my life during times where I have things have like things have happened to me that I will never forget. And they were there for me during some really difficult times. Um, but yeah, I am, um, happy with where I am right now in life. I think that I was able to let go of a lot of things that were holding me back. Um, I think that it's one of those things where it's like, um, not in like a harsh way, but like, you know, when your mom tells you to like take out the trash and you don't do it. Um, but you finally figure out to do what your mom says. It's like one of those things where it's just like, no matter how hard it may be to rid your life of what, what is not serving you anymore. It's like the most freeing thing that I ever did. And I think that I am just a greater person for that. I think I'm a greater person for what I've gone through in relationships. I think that I am where I am today and I'm able to give myself to somebody because of what I've gone through in relationships. I think that I've also forgiven myself and the people from my past for the things that I've gone through in relationships. And I, and because I don't hold grudges and because I know life goes on and because I know that life, there is so much more to life than what the frick somebody did to me seven years ago. I just feel like I'm able to just move on with my life and just truly find happiness and just be content with like where I am right now. Um, 
so yeah, um, I am really happy and I hope that people in my past are also at that, at that point in their life too, where they are happy. Um, I, I love to be happy for the people in my past friends, family, boyfriends, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, there's a reason for everything at the end of the day. And yeah, I know it sounds cliche to say that, but it's like, as you get older and you go through different life experiences, you're like, wow, like there really is a reason for everything. Like, thank God I dodged yeah. that bullet or like, yeah good thing that happened then. And I didn't, it didn't happen now and things like that, where it's just, you know, like I'm 26 years old. I have the rest of my life ahead of me. I'm really content and happy with where I am right now. Um, and yeah, I just, I can't say that I've honestly been able to say that for a really, really long time. Like even when I've been in serious relationships, I feel like I was just always seeking or looking for more. And I feel like I'm finally just at a place in my life where I'm just happy with where I'm at. And like, you know, like I think good things come to those that wait. I think good things come to those that hustle and work hard. And I think I've done both of those things over the course of my life. Um, I've hustled and worked hard in, in my career, but I've also hustled and worked hard to just heal from a lot of trauma that I've gone through. And like, just it's all shaped me into who I am today. And I just am like proud of who I, who I am and what I'm able to bring to the table in any relationship that I have in my life. And I, feel like whoever does get the opportunity to share an experience life with me is lucky for that. And I feel like this is like probably the first time like in my life I've been able to say that. So I'm proud of everything that I've gone through and how I've handled it over the last five, six, seven, eight years of my life. And I think that it's all led me to where I am today. I'm so hyped right now. I think all, <laughs> all the girls that listen to this podcast are on their feet. Like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you, you did say something there and I'm so happy for you. And I commend everything you just said. Um, I think we are all kind of naturally inclined to hold grudges. If someone ever wrongs us, we kind of hold it against them, whether that's in relationships, something in a career, personal life, whatever it is we are inclined to want to never give that person the benefit of the doubt, to be mean to them for the rest of our lives. But I kind of honestly believe that no matter what, no matter what a person does to you, always take the high road. If, if people don't deserve your love and attention, like still give it to them anyway and give it even, even more so than they, than they deserve. So I'm curious, how do you, with the people from your past that have wronged you, how do you get to the point where you were just on such good terms with them because you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, such good terms is, is loose, but, but enough where like, I'm able to say that, like, I truly genuinely want good things for, for these people. Um, despite anything that they've ever done to me. And when I say that, you know, any, anything that I, that any reason or any time I've been wronged has shaped me into who I am today. There are times where I still make, decisions and I say certain things or, you know, I do certain things and have weird quirks about me because of things that could have happened to me eight years ago. They don't ever leave you. And I think that it's really, really hard um, as an, I mean, it's, it's hard for a boy too, but I think it's really hard for a girl in their twenties to be damaged really early on because they, it really does mentally carry with you for a really, really long time. And it happens to good people. It happens to bad people. And you know, it is what it is. But I think for me, 
I can't say that I was always like that. I can't say I was always able to, um, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. I think that from a really early age, I've always seen the good in people at the very least. I think that I've always been able to just look at somebody and while they may have like five negative things about them, I was always able to maybe try to find that one positive thing about them. And it's just a blessing and a curse, I guess. Um, you know, a double-edged sword there. Sometimes it, you know, bites me in the ass and sometimes it's, it doesn't. And, uh, but I think for me, I've just been able to kind of, as I've gotten older and as I've gone through certain things that have nothing to do with relationships or something, some things that do, I think that there is just so many things that are going on in this world that are way worse than like who stole the last cookie from the cookie jar, to be honest. And I think a lot of my issues, um, are so minuscule in the great scheme of things. Like while they've affected me deeply, there are so many people in this world that have had way worse happen to them. And so I think in my head that there's just a level of peace that comes with forgiveness. I think it's okay to forgive somebody for something that they did that hurt you without forgetting about it. And I think that I learned that lesson, um, you know, just through my experiences is just like giving people some grace. And I think that a lot of the things that have happened to me that I've been wronged with, I think that they are really good people that have just made some bad mistakes. And I don't think it's who they are as people. And whether or not, you know, my friends or family haven't always agreed with my thought process on that. And that's fine with me. Um, but I would rather just forgive and let go and move forward with my life than hold on to something that essentially was traumatic for me. I think that if I, I would be at a very different place, um, you know, in my, in my journey of life in general, if I did hold on to those things and I'm glad that I, I didn't, um, I'm glad I've made the choices that I've made to forgive the people that I've forgiven and to just move on and just like, it's life, you know, like this is part of life sad. It sucks. I'm hurt. You know, I felt hurt and, but it's, that's, it's literally life, you know, like it's, it's, it's happened to everybody at some point or another, um, you know, that you felt any level of, of hurt. And I just think that there's just some power in just like letting things go. And I think that that's why I've been able to handle things the way that I have. Um, have, have I let things get the best of me from time to time? Absolutely. But, um, I would say that, over the last few years, I've just been able to just be at peace and just like, let it go. And, uh, which is not always my behavior. And I know, you know, no, that. I'm, no, not, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not always want to just, whoop, let me just let this go. But I think when it comes to like emotional things like that, um, you have a choice when you are like wronged in any way, you have a choice of how you're going to handle it. Because at the end of the day, that person is that person or that thing is going to wrong you no matter what and how you choose to handle it is, is, is strictly up to you. Um, and I think that I've just started to just let things go and yeah, it's served me well. <laughs> yeah. Everything you just said is kind of what, what the heart of this podcast is about because you were absolutely right. When I first met you, when you were 18 or 19 years old, you would never have been able to rattle off the answer that you just did. You were just a clearly different person. So you've grown so much. You've matured clearly. 
I'm so proud of you and uh, and wishing you all the best. Now, you did mention earlier that you uh, you were quite the hustler. I know you to be a hustler. So you work in the business world. You basically do some HR stuff at GE. We'll just leave it simple as that. It's a much more <laughs> yeah. technical and complicated title that I don't understand. So being a woman in the business world, especially in the, the science and tech world, I imagine to be more so male dominated. So I'm wondering, do you find that you have to hustle even more in your position? I actually, shockingly, I I, I will say I, I have been a part of the business world for some time. I, I got my undergrad in business administration and I also got my MBA. And through those six years, I was hustling against men for sure. Um, but since I've started at GE, I actually work in a very, at least my direct, um, people I, I work directly with, I work in a very female dominant, um, environment, which actually has empowered me in my career, like exponentially. I love the people I work with. I love, um, you know, my bosses and everybody that's above me. They are phenomenal examples of what female, businesswoman should be. And I'm very fortunate to work under them and to get to watch them and admire them um, for all the greatness that they are. I'm also surrounded by a lot of really, really great, strong, powerful coworkers that are all women uh, for the most part that I'm also fortunate to, to share my days with. And I think that it's been a unique experience because I know a lot of my friends from business school, from my MBA program do work in very male dominant places where they are getting swallowed. I mean, swallowed by, by, you know, men and not in any like negative way that like a, a man is choosing to be like that. I think it's just a lot of this, the stereotypes of the world and, and just the way it works. But for me, I've had this experience um, of being able to be around a lot of really powerful women. And I think that it's been, it's been an environment I've been able to thrive in. Um, and I feel comfortable in, um, you know, and, and I don't, I don't know where my future will lead me, but I'm sure that someday I will have an answer to this question that is directly correlated to an experience of being, um, in a male dominant place. Um, but right now I'm, I'm not, I'm not in that place and I'm, and I'm fortunate for that. Do I think that um, men in the business world bring a lot to the table? Absolutely. I think that they have a lot of really, really great qualities um, that females may not bring to the table. But um, yeah, I, I feel like I've had a, a decent experience in the business world with with not feeling um, like I'm being overpowered, but I've been in an environment where like, I'm empowered to just hustle and work hard. And so I feel like I'm setting myself up for success when I am faced with the time, or if I am ever faced with a time that I am in a male dominant place to just not back down and, and to work really, really hard. So in your opinion, what should a female businesswoman be? How should she present herself? Yeah. I mean, out, be outspoken, like speak up, be bold, put yourself out there. Um, you know, say what's on your mind. Don't be shy. Uh, because we have really, really great ideas. There right. are ways that the woman's mind works that, you know, a, a man could never, could never. And I think that, you know, get, don't back down from anything. I, I think in the most respectful and peaceful way, um, you know, just, just put yourself out there. Don't ever think that any man is better than any woman. You know, I'm, I'm not in, in any way, I'm not in any way like, you know, women power, go women, men suck, you know, absolutely not. <laughs> we do. Suck. But 
sometimes, <laughs> but, um, but I, I'm not one of those people that that's really out there like that. But I firmly, firmly believe that what women bring to the business world is something that a man can't in, in a lot of ways. And so, you know, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to go up against a man in any way, shape or form. And, and don't be afraid to speak up when you have great ideas and you know what you bring to the table, be confident in what you have to say. And, you know, and that, that's what I've been surrounded by and what I've been empowered and encouraged to do. So. I'd love to hear that. Um, what are, so kind of aside from your career, what are your long-term goals in terms of where you want to be, what kind of house you want to live in? Because I know we've had conversations about uh, your house and the kinds of things that, that you want in your house. So I'm just kind of curious yeah. what, what your ideal life looks like in 10 years. So I think that I, my thought process on this has changed quite a bit because I mean, you know, um, just from being a part of my life that my life has changed drastically over the last few years. Um, I think, you know, just when you think you have everything figured out, you don't always have everything figured (laughs) out. And, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of like dream things for a future house. Like my Pinterest is like bumping with things. I, things I wish were in my house, the way I wish my house looked like. Um, but I I love as, as far as like the area that I live, I love, um, upstate, not really the, you know, for the weather or anything like that, but you know, I love Saratoga summers. I love my, you know, being near my parents. Um, I love being able to, you know, go and see some of my nearest and dearest friends to my heart that live, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes away. Um, you know, but I think that I'm also the type of person that wouldn't, um, say that I'm like opposed to like moving somewhere else and experiencing different things at some point in my life. I hear Colorado is great. Yeah. Colorado is great. Um, but, uh, you know, somewhere warm would be nice. Um, but yeah, I think long-term, you know, this is the, the house that I bought. Um, I worked really, really hard to get where I am today. Um, you know, I bought a house alone. Um, my, you know, my, I always talk to my parents and I'm like, you guys talk to me like, this is no big deal. Like you guys bought your first house together. Like I'm doing this by myself. Um, you know, but like, you know, I, I worked really hard for, for what I had, but I not, like I said, I, I, I'm a hustler and I'll, I, all I think about at night when I go to bed is money. And when I wake up, I'm thinking about money too. So, uh, you know, my goal is to have a big mansion, you know, I'll invite you to my pool parties when I have them one day. And yeah, I mean, I, I want to work hard and have something to show for it for sure. When it comes to my house, that's how I've always been. And that's how I will be probably forever. Um, and yeah, like I said, I love it. I love it here. I, I love being near my family and stuff. I wouldn't totally say that I would dismiss being anywhere other than here. Um, but as far as where my goals and where my head is at right now for the near future, it'll be around here. Wow. Um, are there any, cause I know some people are like this where, okay, I won't be happy until I get this. I won't be happy until I make this amount of money. I won't be happy until I can get can put this thing that's on my Pinterest board in my house. Are you like that at all? So I think that there was a time in my life where I, I was like that, um, that I was kind of like, once I get this car, I'll be so happy. Once I get this job, my life, everything will fall into place. Once I get this house, 
you know, everything will be better. And there was a point in time where I was like, if I just could get engaged, my life would be great. If I could just have my wedding. Oh my God. Like I cannot even like, I've been dreaming about my wedding since I was freaking four years old and could even have a brain to think, you know, life will be so much better. And then you start to get those things and you're like, wait a second, something's not adding up. My life isn't better. And I think that I learned that. Um, I think I've, I've learned from those thoughts that I've had um, that it's just like, once, once you get this, then what? And, and your life isn't always greater. And I, I think that I'm kind of, that's like, goes back to my point that I said, I'm just, I'm very happy with where I'm at right now. Um, could things always be better? Absolutely. But not better in a way that like, it's going to make me any happier or any better off for. Um, I think that I'm comfortable where I'm at in terms of my career. I'm comfortable with where I'm at in terms of the house I own. I'm comfortable with the relationships that I have. I'm comfortable with the car I drive, you know, but I'm always thinking about what's my next car. Mm -hmm. Ooh, could I, could I buy this house maybe sometime, you know? Um, but instead of thinking about this will make my life better or this will make me happier, I've kind of said to myself, okay, if these are things that you want in your life, set yourself up for those things. How are you going to get there? What are you going to do in the now to get to what you think may make you happier? Um, and even if it doesn't make me happier per se, like in, in the, like, let me just use the house as an example. Like, okay, one day I want to get this big house. Maybe I'm just as happy now as I am when I get in that house. And I'm okay with that because if, as long as I'm happy in the now and I'm not uncomfortable in my own skin and in my life that it's, if I feel like if I'm, I'm not at that point in my life that I am going to be sad and unhappy with my life, then I'm okay with that. As long as I'm happy with where I'm at now and I continue to work harder to the goals that I have for my future, then I'm okay with that. So two things on that. I think it all kind of comes back to this comparison thing, right? I always use the example of professional athletes. Professional athletes make ridiculous amounts of money. And yet every summer you have the top running back in the league sitting out of training camp because it's like, I'm only making $15 million a year, but this guy that I'm better than is making $20 million a year. I'm not going to do my job. So you pay me 21 to prove that I'm better. The fact of the matter is $15 million is an insane (laughs) amount of money to be making. And I think a lot of us think that, you know, more money will make us happier. It just, no, we always just compare ourselves to everyone and the way that you quantify being better than someone else is how much money you make. So I think it it often comes back to that when we get trapped in, in comparison. And two, I also want to say that we are all complete individuals right now. Like we don't need a fancy house or a certain number of zeros on your paycheck to complete you. So I think the faster that we get out of the mindset that, Oh, I need this and I'll be good. The better off that, that you'll be. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. So I want to uh, end the show today with a new feature that I um, announced on Monday's podcast. I'm very, very happy about it. So this is going to happen every Thursday at the end of of every episode. So every week, and it's something I'm very proud to call the all natural initiative. Why? Because natural is my favorite word. Um, So I feel extremely fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. And I feel it is my duty to give back to the world that has given me and you so much, Sizzy. So every week, my guest will name an organization or a cause or a charity that is important to them. We'll talk about why it's important. And then I will donate to it immediately after 
And we'll, of course, encourage all the listeners to do so as well. So with all that said, Sizzy, what is the cause that, that you are passionate about today? So the cause that I'm going to uh, talk about today, and I'm passionate, I was telling Troy prior to starting the podcast, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and there's a lot of uncomfortableness happening in the world right now um, for a lot of different people. And so I, um, a population of people that are near and dear to my heart, um, an organization that's near and dear to my heart and my family is the Autism Society. Um, they do a lot of great work. Um, for kids, adolescents, adults um, that are on the autistic spectrum. My dad is a social worker. Um, he owns his own private practice and he works directly with um, kids, adolescents, you know, family members of people on the spectrum every day of his life. Uh, it's been a huge part of my life. Um, he's done it my whole life. I have been a part of his practice in a lot of different capacities, whether it be helping out with his social groups he runs, um, being a camp counselor at the camp summer camp that he runs uh, for kids on the spectrum, um, or just simply being a shoulder for my dad um, through a lot of the hard work, you know, the exhaustion of a lot of the hard work that he does um, for this population of people. The Autism Society has been really important to our family. My dad has been recognized by them. Um, several times over the course of his career for his work um, that he does with the, um, you know, people on the spectrum. And so, yeah, I, I encourage um, people to, to donate to this. Um, it is a great organization. They donate and give a lot back. Um, they give resources to family members of people on the spectrum that really, really need it the most. Uh, this is a really difficult time, like I said, for a lot of people in the world. And, you know, a lot of people on the spectrum um, in general are struggling. But, you know, during this time, being cooped up in a house and transitioning to online learning and things like that can be really challenging for a lot of kids that have taken a lot and made a lot of strides and progress in, um, you know, their respective behavioral plans, you know, educational plans. And, you know, this has been really a really, really challenging time. And, and my dad, um, speaks very, very, very highly of the effort and progress that a lot of the people he works with has made. Um, he praises the parents for the hard work that they're doing during this time, especially being stuck in, in houses and having a lot of limited resources. And yeah, so I, I strongly encourage everybody to, to donate to the Autism Society. They are a fabulous organization. And um, you know, my, me and my family are really appreciative for all that they do. Thank you for sharing that, Susie. I will put a link to where you can donate to it uh, in the episode notes of the show and also on the website, thestroyparkershow.com for this episode as well. Um, awesome cause. I I'm rooting for, for you guys and, and hopefully they um, can keep making the world a better place. Sizzy, you are awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have, uh, I think you've, you've got me riled up. You've got a lot of the, the listeners riled up here. <laughs> you, you've made me want to like, go run through a wall or something. So I'll probably go do that after this. But Sissy, thank you for joining me. You're the best. All the best to you. Thank you, Troy. Now that is my girl right there. That was an awesome conversation. I feel so inspired. I And I definitely think that a lot of the women that listen to this conversation um, will also feel inspired because of the way that she carries herself in the business world, the way that she's just gotten over past relationships and not held grudges. That's what I admire the most, that she's not holding grudges. She is finding a way to, to be the bigger person, to forgive. I think forgiveness is so crucial 
Um, just such a crucial skill to have. And she's doing it. She's out here living in a nice house. She's got, she's got dogs. She's content with her life. And I'm so proud of her. And like she said, I, I'm not sure if she's ever been to that point where she's fully content. But I think maybe the the best quote of, of the show was where she said that she goes to bed thinking of money, wakes up thinking of money. I love that. Oh, my gosh. I hope people eat that up. That is just like such an awesome female women's empowerment type deal. I am so here for it. Let's go, Sizzy. I'm rooting for you. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you did enjoy it, you can leave a review. For the podcast on thetroyfarkashow.com. I'll put a link to that in the, the episode notes here where you can do that. And uh, there's also a lot of other cool stuff going on on that website. We've got the All Natural Initiative. I've just put out a video on YouTube explaining in much greater detail about the All Natural Initiative, why I'm doing it, what the deal is, all that good stuff. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited about that. I hope you guys are too. And I will, again, put links to all of that good stuff here in the episode notes as well. Uh, if you're a small business, I'm looking to partner with you. I said on Monday that I'm going to try to be finding ways to where can small businesses come and support my show, which will then in turn support whatever it is that they do, their business, which then I can go turn around and support the causes that my friends and the people that I have on this show that they care about. My goal here is that just everyone wins. I win. Local businesses win and organizations win. That is just a dream come true for me. And that is exactly what I'm trying to do. And the more that small businesses come help out on my show, the more that I can give back to the causes, the organizations, the charities that my people of my tribe believe in. So that is um, something I'm very excited about. So if you are a small business owner, if you know a small business owner that you think would be a good fit for this show that kind of fits the Troy Farkas show vibe, hit me up. I'm all here for it. Um, again, I, I can put stuff to that in the episode notes. So that's that's where you'll go um, for that. So I'm going to be back on Monday, 5 a.m. Eastern time, episode drop. And we're just going to keep doing this again, Mondays and Thursdays. If you've got any feedback, let me know. Slide into the DM, send me an email. You, there's the contact page on the TroyFarkasShow.com. A million ways to get in touch with me. And as always, you can do the favorite. Send me a pigeon. No one has done that yet, but I think my guy, Ben Simpson, you're out there. I know you're listening. I feel like you'd be the type to send me a pigeon. Everyone, have a great weekend. I'm going to go find some fun Colorado adventures to do. Kind of do some hikes, maybe some bike rides. Definitely going to be exploring some breweries. I just love new adventures. I love new experiences. I just have such a lengthy, never-ending bucket list, and I just love doing things on my own time. Find what it is that you are passionate about and just go do it. And for me, it's being outside. It's exploring. It's supporting local business. It's walking around. It's just exercising in the natural world, living your best life. That's what I'm going to go do here this weekend. I hope that you guys can go do that as well but do it so safely. I'm out. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening. Talk to you Monday.